Hey, you guys, welcome back. I hope you're having an awesome week, and I am so excited to bring you today's guest. I interviewed Rachel Dorsey, and she is actually a financial wellness coach, which you know me. I mean, wellness in any area of life, I totally dig that, and I hope you do too. She is the founder of Effortless Budgeting, and she's passionate about helping couples reach their financial goals. So we had a really cool conversation about why people kind of get stuck in this money funk. No one likes to talk about money. You have kind of two different types of people. One maybe is overspending and another one is not spending at all. We talked a lot about why that happens. We talked a lot about our money story and why everything is kind of rooted in what we saw as children. And she really gave some amazing tips of how you can kind of put together how you're treating money right now and your finances right now and why that relates directly back to what you saw as a child. And you might not even be aware of it, that what you saw as a child is the reason you're acting in a certain way now. I loved how Rachel spoke about, you know, we always put so much emphasis on our health and our fitness. We put a lot of emphasis on our relationships and all this kind of stuff. But the truth is finances, that is the most stressed topic that couples typically have. That is the thing that causes the most stress in a relationship. Yet so many couples have never even spoken about money calmly. You maybe speak about money all the time and it becomes heated and sort of dysfunctional. So you end up just not talking about it. And she really, oh my gosh, she just gave so many nuggets, you guys. I know you're going to love this one. Let us know what you think after you listen. I think you're going to want to listen twice because I think you're going to want to write some stuff down. She even gave some really cool journal prompts. Um, It was amazing. You're going to love this. I want to hear what you think and what your takeaways were after you listen to this episode. Enjoy, you guys. Welcome to your weekly dose of alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy, if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, after a 20-year career as a top Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. This one empowering pivot has led me to the top of my network marketing company graduating as a nutritional therapy practitioner, and helping thousands of women make changes with their health, mindset, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and tangible pieces of information that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome, Rachel. I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. I would love for you just to kind of introduce yourself and tell us, like, how did you get into this world of money? Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. Um, as you said, my business is Effortless Budgeting, and I am a financial wellness coach and the founder of the business. Um, 
I really, I specialize in working with couples on helping them be more confident and comfortable in their finances and just like getting things organized, getting an understanding of where their money's going um, and just helping them create that knowledge and the confidence to be able to move forward and reach their financial goals. Um, How I got started. (laughs) So um, a little bit about my money story, which I encourage everyone to share their money story. We're all so, I think, so closed up when it comes to money that we're not, we don't want to talk about it. We're so nervous to talk about it. And I encourage people to talk about it. That is how you're going to build that confidence. Um, so I'll share a little bit about my my uh, money story. I grew up with a single mom um, and we had very little. And my mom grew up with parents who went through the depression and never really got out of that mindset. Um, and so I also had, um, that mindset growing up is save, 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 don't spend anything. Money can disappear at any given second. Mm -hmm. Um, now granted my mom didn't have a lot of money, but it also was very like panic mode and anxiety a lot around money, um, when I was growing up. And so that taught me two things. One was to constantly be anxious and worried about money. Um, and two was to recognize that I don't want to live like this when I get older. So how do I make sure that I don't? And so as like maybe a high schooler, um, I started being very interested in like how to create a budget and why and how to make sure you're not overspending and what's a credit score and what does that even mean? And I, I truly self-taught because I was just very interested because I, I kind of became honestly obsessed with making sure I didn't constantly stress about money when I was an adult. Um, So then I get into college and I get towards the end of college and start panicking about paying back my student loans because in my house, you don't borrow money, you don't owe people money, you don't pay interest. Like, so, um, so for three years, I, after I got a job and I had a job, I went into nonprofit, so never made a lot of money, but I had a job and I didn't have any debt um, other than my student loans. And for three years, I obsessed over pinching every penny never spending one thing that I didn't absolutely have to and and was very stressed when I did have to spend money. And for three years, I worked on paying back my student loans and I did. So now I'm, you know, 26-ish, um, have no debt whatsoever, have a job, have money in the bank. And for the next, I would say, five to six years, I panicked about money constantly. I, I, I didn't understand <laughs> how I can relax now. Um and finally, I had like friends sort of calling me out and saying, why don't you have money in the bank? Like, why are you so afraid to spend? And then I did a lot of self-searching on my own. And I, I did a lot of mindset work myself. And and I'm far from perfect, but I was able to pull myself out of that mindset and recognize I was in a good place. It's okay to spend money. Like, why have it if you never spend it? Um, and so while everyone may not relate exactly to that money story, there's probably something in there that people can relate to. And I can relate to them because I know what it's like just to constantly feel worried and stressed about money. And I know what it's like on the other side to feel more confident and comfortable with where you are. So um, so anyway, throughout all of those years, even when I was struggling with my own money mindset, I was good with money and paying off debt and all that kind of stuff. And so friends and family would just come to me and ask me for support. And I would offer them advice and help them put together a budget. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I just had some weird job changes and decided to start a business. I love all of this. It is such a cool story. I mean, it's nothing dramatic, but I right. think like you said, so many people can relate to that. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, in your younger years, your goal was to not end up like your mom, but you ended up exactly in that exact 
situation. Yep. So mm-hmm. how, I, I know you said I worked on my mind. I love it when people, I worked on my mindset. <laughs> And then the listeners are like, what did you do? So what exactly helped you pull yourself out of this mindset of I have to save everything. I'm so stressed about money, even though you had money and you didn't have any debt. How did you like pull yourself out to a healthy place? Because I suppose some people could go like I hear this all the time that people end up back to where they started all the time. So say they've always got a balance of $10,000 on their credit card, they get it paid off. And then the next time they look, they're like, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm right back to this place. So Mm -hmm. you you kind of balanced out at a good place as opposed to like taking it too far and like spending unnecessarily. Yeah. Well, my mindset would not allow me to spend anything, (laughs) let alone unnecessarily. But I also will just point out that the person that had that paid it off and then got it back again, probably, it was probably a mindset thing. Like they obviously can do it. They're physically, like we all know, put extra money on our credit card, like spend less and put more, like we all know that, but it's not easy to do. Um, So for my mindset work, it was, um, first of all, it took a very long time. And for some people, even my own clients that I'm I'm helping to support, it still takes a long time, but obviously with some additional support, it's a little easier. I didn't have any of that. I don't think anybody even like me existed when I was that age. Um, And if they did, I certainly didn't know about it. So um, I thankfully had some really good friends who would be very honest with me and say, listen, stop, like stop. Like there's no reason for you to panic about going out for a meal with your friends because you have thousands of dollars in the bank that you have no plan for. (laughs) So I started really just bringing that logical part of my brain down to reality and saying, and and I, and I really did have a budget and I put numbers on it. I saw how much I spent. I saw how much I had left over. And I also saw like, I don't know, 10, $20,000 in a bank account that I had no plan for at the time. I didn't own a home or anything. So what, what was the purpose of that money? And so I really started like talking to myself a lot in <laughs> like, why do I have this? And also why do I feel so panicky about it? Because honestly, I had never connected. I mean, it might sound silly now that you hear the story, but I hadn't connected my childhood trauma, honestly, around money to my adult trauma around money. Like I never connected those two things and said, oh, I grew up in a home that constantly stressed about money and I never try to like, you know, switch my brain. And so of course I feel anxious about money because that's what, that's all I've ever experienced. And so I started recognizing that that's why I'm feeling this way and then brought more logic to it. Like I am not my mom. I am not a single mom. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not struggling to make ends meet. Like I don't make tons of money, but I also don't spend tons of money and I don't need to. So, and then I started like treating myself a little here and there, <laughs> you know, like maybe I want the sweater and it's more than, you know, it's, it's not at a thrift store. And so it's, you know, $30 or whatever. And I bought it, but I, I just made sure that when I bought something, it was what I really wanted. And then I felt really happy that I had that item. Um, so I started just like branching out of small steps, which I recommend my clients to small steps in, okay, I want the sweater. Let me take a step back let me go home. Let me think about it. And if I still really want it, I'm going to go buy it for myself. I may not buy anything else for myself that month, but I'm going to do that. And I'm going to wear it and I'm going to feel proud about how I look in it. You know, I mean, I want to make sure I'm buying the things that I feel good about. So, because for a long time, I was not buying things I felt good about. I was going to the thrift store and I was buying things that didn't fit me. that didn't look good on me. That didn't make me feel good. So 
essentially I was wasting my money. I was throwing my money away right. because I was buying things that I didn't like. Um, so it was a very slow process and it's little mm -hmm. tweaks. And I would try to hear myself talking to myself and I would say, you know, like, oh, I wish I could afford that. I would like switch it and say, well, I actually, I, I can afford it. Maybe right. I don't want to buy it, but I can afford it. So, right. um, so it's a lot of just recognizing yeah. your thoughts and switching them. Yeah. Awareness and baby steps, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So this, this whole scenario is so foreign to me because I need help on the other side, which uh -huh. I do probably okay. lots of, I'm Happy sure you work with. Yeah, I, I'm sure you work with a lot of people that are not actually afraid to spend money. Yes, They're actually correct. spending. Yep. <laughs> I'm not spending too much, but it does. Uh, trust me, I would buy five sweaters in one yeah. sitting. It yeah. would not be uh -huh. like I wouldn't. I maybe don't stop and think, do I actually need it? Right. Is this right. like, is this just a want versus whatever? So mm -hmm. talk to me about that person. How do you yep. help that person? Because I'm I maybe I'm wrong but just because that's my experience. I grew up in a family that always had money. So mm -hmm. for me, money never feels like too much of a risk. And okay. sometimes it should. Like sometimes it should. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, how, like, do you generally attract people like you or do no. you attract both? <laughs> yeah. But okay. I, I haven't ever worked with anybody. Well, I've worked with most of the people I've worked with have at least a similar money story as far as them growing up, but most of them went in the opposite direction. And because they felt like they never had anything as a kid, like they weren't able to do the things their friends did just like me. And, you know, because they didn't have the money mm -hmm. now they're in the opposite place where they have a job. They can control it. Right. When they were a kid can't control it. Now they can control it. And then they spend, spend, spend because they want to yeah. have everything that they missed out yeah. on as a child. And if they have kids, they want to provide their kids with all of the things that they themselves mm -hmm. missed out on. And neither is good, right? It's not either way. Right. Those people are still feeling very anxious about money. They're feeling yes. overwhelmed. Yes. They're feeling like I'm never going to pay off this debt. I just keep adding to it. They mm -hmm. go to the store, they buy a sweater. They don't even think about whether or not they want it. They just want to spend uh, yeah. because it makes them feel good. Spending money provides dopamine, just like eating some sugar. Mm -hmm. um, and that's great. But we just want to, you know, reel it in. And so for those folks that are more overspenders, which is my typical client, um, we we talk a lot about value. So kind of like what I was saying as I was going to thrift stores and buying crappy stuff that did not make me feel good. We if they are if they are indeed overspending, and we don't even talk about this until we talk a little bit about the money story, how I grew up as a kid, mm -hmm. and we go through the budget, put some numbers down on paper, um, just to make sure we are, because some people think they're overspending in certain categories, and they may not be, but they might be in other right. categories because a lot of people don't actually track their spending and know how much they're spending. Mm -hmm. um, so then we just talk really about value. Like, let's really make sure that the money that you're spending, you're spending in a place that you want to spend it. So many people say, I want to go on a European vacation, but I'll never be able to afford it. And then we look at their budget and we see they're spending $250 a month on TV. And they're like, I am like, I don't even watch that much right. TV. Um, or they're spending six or $700 a month on going out to eat. Um, and, and so we really just focus on those things and say, okay, what is more valuable to you? And I don't care what's more, if going out to eat every night is what's valuable to you, you do you. Mm -hmm. I don't ever tell people where to spend or not to spend money. I just really help them recognize what they really want out of life and where they want their money to go. And then the actual reality of where their money is going. And if those mm -hmm. things don't line up, we figure out a way to make them line up.
That is very smart. I love that. I mean, it all comes back to value and you're right to some people going out with friends every weekend to a awesome restaurant, mm -hmm. culinary experience, wine and all the things is what's really important. And other people yeah. want to travel or something. So I, I get yeah. that. That's great. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about budgeting. I mean that you are the founder of effortless budgeting and I have never seen a budget that I would call <laughs> effortless in my life. So let's <laughs> dig in. So talk to me about budgeting. What like, what are some, if someone is sitting here and they've literally never, never done a budget for themselves, what are some steps that you would say are their starting off points? So I do, if somebody truly is like, I don't know how to clue where to start. I really do recommend them working with a professional um, mm -hmm. because it can be very overwhelming and it doesn't need to be overwhelming. Like it was very overwhelming for me because I had no support and there mm -hmm. are people like myself or other people as well that can offer that support to help you get started. Um, but if you're like, no, no, not going to do it. And I really need to do it by myself. Um, I personally have a very simple spreadsheet. I don't make it fancy. If you want to make it fancy, that's fine. But for the average person, especially somebody who maybe is uncomfortable going through a budget mm -hmm. or doesn't really want to do it and knows they should, um, they don't need anything too fancy. So I have, I with my clients, I use Google Sheets um, and Google Docs. We can share back and forth really easily. And it's it's very simple, but it, it needs to include a few things. So my budget includes different tabs. One of the tabs is for your income and your expenses. Um, which is what everyone just sort of thinks of. Great. Um, the other one is for um, anything that you owe. So your debt. So you need to break them down, each credit card, your car payment, your mortgage, like whatever you have, break it down. Mm -hmm. And on that tab, it should include the name. It should include your interest rate. It should include your total balance and your minimum payment. You don't really, a lot of people think, okay, I'm just going to put $5 here and $10 there and $20 on this one. And they, they're splitting things up too much and they don't really have a plan for how to pay off right. their debt. And then they feel like they're not getting anywhere and then they give up. Um, so mm -hmm. I help folks really put together that plan. So all that should be on your budget. And then another tab for your savings, which should be like, what's the name of your account? What's your, what's the interest rate in your savings account? Everyone should have a high interest savings account that are out there. So now's the time. Um how much your balance is, and then a goal. What is your goal and what is your goal date? And you can have smaller goals and bigger goals. Um, you could have, I want to have an extra $500 in the next two months, like whatever your goals are, great. Put that on, right on your spreadsheet, right on the budget. And then if you have variable income, like somebody like myself who owns a business, mm -hmm. that's a whole different story. Then you need, you need that on there as well. But if you don't, you don't have to worry about that part. Right. What's the hardest part for people who've always feared budgets? Like what, what's, what's, typically the part that holds them back or it feels super difficult for them it is it is the knowledge of what they're spending on certain things that's they don't really they want to know but they don't really want to know because here's the thing people this is a very common misconception people think well a budget is gonna control my money and it's gonna tell me that i can't spend money so then i'm not gonna be able to spend money if i put together a budget but let's bring back your logic what's a budget it's a piece of paper with numbers it can't, it can't speak. It can't tell you what to do. It can't, it can't change your habits. Um, you can create a budget and continue to spend everything you've already been spending and change absolutely nothing. So the budget itself is not scary. <laughs> um, what can be scary is the realization of how much you might be spending on things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's kind of like you're feeling health-wise, you're feeling really bad and you just keep putting off going to the doctor. 
if that's actually not helping, you're going to continue to feel bad where if you would have went, perhaps everything's okay. You just needed to tweak some things and then you feel better. And so putting together a budget is the same thing. Like you can't really make true financial goals and come up with really good, you know, a solid plan without putting together a budget because you don't know how much you're spending on groceries or how much you're spending on going out to eat or even gas in your car a lot of times. And it's not that you have to tweak all those things. You just need to have the information. Getting all the information is the first step. Then you can make any decision you want. You can say, cool, I don't care. I'm good. I'm going to keep everything the same way. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But until you really have that information, you you can't really move forward. Um, And so usually the second session I have with folks is we're putting together that budget. Yeah. It's awareness. It's that's in anything in life. That's what we need to have to be able to make any sort of sustainable, lasting changes in our life. It's becoming aware of where you're at Mm -hmm. right now, which takes, Mm -hmm. it does take courage because sometimes it's easier just to like, oh, it's fine. It's good. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just like walk walk through life that everything's fine. It's it's just like wellness. It's just like your health. It's like your state of your relationship, all of those things take awareness. So I know that you work with couples, which I think Mm -hmm. must be really juicy sometimes. Like, do you (laughs) have people that are vastly different in their spending habits? And like, how do you bring them together and, you know, have them like aligned in their, in the way they spend and how they budget and all the things? Yeah, it's it's pretty rare that you're it, maybe you're out there, but that you're going to find somebody to partner up with that is exactly like you. Um, and so we're all different. And even so, I have people that yes, spend very differently. I have people that mindsets are very different that grew up very differently. Yeah. I also have people that have the same goals, but they're different people, and so they come at it at a different from a different perspective. And then and also. Unfortunately, most people, including most couples that have decided to spend their life together, do not talk about money. So you've got Mm -hmm. two people now that are just now starting to talk about money, or maybe, maybe they're not even working with me. They have the same goal, but when they talk about money, it's, it's heated and and there's anxiety and there's stress involved in there. Yeah. And it's very emotional. And so they're not coming across sort you know, truly with their, um, their thoughts, neither of them are. And so they think that they're very different, but when you really dig in, there's a good chance that it, at least you have some common goals. Um, if you have zero common goals, that can be more challenging, but, um, that's a whole other, like, they need another yeah. professional. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I say, thank you, but let's, let's move on to someone else. Um, yeah, but no, but I mean, they, there's always something in common. And so what I do is I help them recognize each other's Mm -hmm. thoughts, goals, and you know, their own habits. So they each have, like, I have a little quiz that is not mine. I just found online, but I happen to really like it, um, that folks will take that sort of gives them like their money personality. And then we talk through in the first session, how did you grow up around money with both, both people sitting on, on the call? How did you grow up around money? Who taught you about money? What did you learn? How did, how did you perceive money? And they both tell their own story in front of each other and in front of me. And oftentimes that's the first time that they've really said that, um, And so just getting, again, just like you've been saying, awareness, it's just an awareness of where your partner is coming from and what he or she went through as a a kid and how they're feeling now. Because sometimes they don't even know how they're feeling now. Sometimes they themselves don't even know truly how they feel about money until they start talking about it. Um, So it's just, it's all that awareness and it's talking through. And sometimes I do have to 
you know, stop people a little bit and say, okay, now, did you mean to, is that what you meant by this? You know, and just like help people through it. Um, I also really, really recommend people not say, well, this is my debt and I did this or, or it's your debt and you had all of this. That may be factually true, but you guys are a couple now. You've We're decided together. to yeah. partner up. And so, and yeah, all my couples I, at this point have lived together. Um, so you're sharing bills. So it's irrelevant whether or not she or he is the one that yeah. has all the credit card debt. It's it's our debt, which means you both need to take some responsibility for just creating the plan and just working it. So, yeah. um, so I, I try to take away some of that blame as well. Some people blame themselves or their partner. This episode is sponsored by the Align Your Life Planner. If you are looking for a simple planner to help you ditch the overwhelm and constant chaos, then this is for you. I designed this simple framework that helps you brain dump, time block, express gratitude, and truly align your life daily. Grab the planner on Amazon. The link is in my show notes or search Michelle File on Amazon. So you've mentioned money story several times and you've kind of like thrown out what I would call almost like journal prompts to <laughs> get you to start thinking about a money story. Cause honestly, I, I have thought about my money story a lot, but I've also done a, a ton of mindset stuff over the years, mm -hmm. but I would say the average human probably hasn't actually thought about their money story. Do you have a few questions that my listeners could actually write down that they could work away on themselves that would help them sort of become more aware of their money story as to why they might be struggling with money? They might be like you or they might be mm -hmm. overspending and feeling like I am never going to get out from underneath this mountainous debt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so something to kind of get them started. I mean, ideally, like you said, everyone here would call you and work with you. That would be lovely, sure. but let's be realistic. That's just not yeah. how people work, especially right. when they're feeling so afraid yes. of money. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure you must hear that a lot. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have any money. And now you want me to hire a money coach. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, sometimes at first it just doesn't feel realistic. Yeah. So do you have any kind of prompts? I know you probably don't call them that, but that's what they're kind of that's what they yeah. feel like to me that would yeah. help people bring out this awareness. Yeah. So first, yes, most people probably have never thought about their money story. Like I said, I was in my mid to late twenties before I really started yeah. thinking about it. Um, and that's only because I had such a traumatic experience and my friends were yeah, sort of yelling at me about it. But um, <laughs> so, yeah. So when I do my sessions with my clients, we talk about it. And then I also send them a Google doc afterwards that they can work on on their, on their own. So, and, and journaling is part of, of what I do as well. So um, yes, writing things down, writing things down, talking about things out loud is so incredibly important, but also writing things down. So I would do both. Um, but really, I think the first thing people need to think about is how do they feel about money right now? Do they lie awake at night? worrying about it? Do they, are they more of a risk taker and they're cool and they are ready to spend more? You know, like how do they feel about money right now? What are your emotions? Not how much debt do you have and how much do you make? What are your emotions about money? When you think about talking to a friend about money, how does that make you feel? When you lie in bed and think about your bank account, how do you feel? And then they need to ask themselves, how, how, what was my perception of money when I was 
seven, eight, nine. Did I get an allowance? Was I allowed to spend it on whatever I wanted? Did I have to put it in the bank? Did I not get an allowance? You know, did, how did you perceive your friend's money? Because I've had people say, honestly, growing up, I always thought we had plenty of money. And then now that I'm 40, my family has talked to me and I realized we didn't, you know, or vice versa. It might be the other way around. Like I actually mm -hmm. recently had a client who said, I was always sort of taught that we didn't have any money. We couldn't spend it. And then I find out at, you know, 40 that my, my family had tons of money. <laughs> um, so if this is about your perception, this is not necessarily about exactly what happened or what your family told you. What was your perception? Like my mom never said, worry about money all the time, constantly be anxious and no. save every penny. But that was my perception because that was her sort right. of attitude. And even if that wasn't her attitude, but that was your perception, you need to really see like, what was your perception? Did you feel like your family was good? Did you feel like they weren't? How did you feel about that? Did you, were you excited? Cause you always got to do whatever you wanted, you know, just all of those things. And then try to like pick those things and see, okay, like when I was a kid, I never got anything that I wanted. And now I have kids and I'm giving them everything to the detriment of my own financial wellness. Like there's a connection there. And so then we just need to see like what the connection is. So no, that's like, that's super long. And it's not like a prompt that you asked me for, but it's, it's, it's yeah, a little no. bit more, you know, just in depth. So how are you feeling about money emotionally? How did you perceive money growing up and see if there's some type of connection there's there? Because connection. just the knowledge of recognizing like, oh, like that's why I have these emotions about money. Whether or not you want to switch your emotions is completely up to you. But if you do, if you feel like you need a money mindset sort of you know, you need to change that a little bit, then you can start to recognize, okay, this is why I feel this way. Now I feel like there's a way to move forward. Because if you never really look back and see why you're feeling a certain way, it makes it challenging to move forward. Yeah, no, that those were perfect. I think that really helps people um, know how to start, like know yeah. how to really like dive into the money story. And that was a cool example that you gave, you know, I didn't feel like I was getting enough and now I'm giving too much mm -hmm. and I have $20,000 on my credit card. Mm -hmm. Like it's a yes. very good connection. Yeah. Um, on the topic of kids. So this is maybe a little bit out of maybe how you, what you coach about right now, but this is something I always not worry about, but think about and you're a perfect example because you said your perception of money <laughs> kind of was a direct reflection of watching your mom. Mm -hmm. Do you ever coach parents on how to help that not happen? You know, I, I always think about that. I don't want my daughter, I have a 12 year old and I, I don't want her to think we have a lot and I don't want her to think we have none. I don't right. want her to think we're stressed, but I also don't want her to think like, Ooh, we're just living the high mm -hmm. life over here. Mm -hmm. Like this balance of making this a healthy, helping her have a healthy, like, I guess it, the question is how do you help your kids not be as effed up as we all are around money? <laughs> um, yes. Great question. So I know people are probably going to be mad at me that I'm about to say this, but the first step is taking care of yeah, yourself. Totally. Totally. If if your perception about money is whatever, that's what your kids are going to think about money because you are the ones responsible for them. You are their number one. And even if they're a teenager, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Technically are still their mm -hmm. number one most important person in their lives. Yeah. Moms yeah. and dads, um, or whoever, you know, is raising the kids. 
kids are looking up to you, whether you think they are or not, whether they, there might be 20, they're still looking up to you because as a parent, it is a really big responsibility. So if you're not taking care of yourself, your kids are going to see that and they're going to grow up to not take care of themselves either. Um, And I think, so, you know, I call myself a financial wellness coach because people think about wellness and they think about mental health and they think about physical health and it kind of ends there. But, but when you, when you do research, money is typically the number one thing that people worry about, but people aren't really focusing on it, but that is part of your wellness. Wellness is everything. And you ask therapists and they say, yeah, people are, my clients talk to me about money. So that's part of your mental health as well. So we've got to take care of ourselves. I know as parents, we think, you know, we got, we got to take care of our kids first and they're number one, totally get it. But really you got to be number one because (laughs) your kids are going to be looking at you. So, um, so that's the first thing, getting yourself in order. Um, but the second thing is figuring out a way to bring your kids into the money conversation. So you need to talk to your kids about money because the more they hear about it, the more comfortable they're going to feel about it. Because here's the thing, there's all these statistics out there that say money is the number one reason for like breakups and arguments and relationships. Totally agree. Except I don't actually think it's the money. I think it's the lack of communication around money. Yeah. So because people feel very uncomfortable talking about money and you don't want your kids to grow up feeling uncomfortable talking about money. We all have money. We all need money. We all want money. We all spend it. We should be talking about it. It's not, it shouldn't be a secret. So the more you talk to your kids about money in a very healthy way and in a way that you're comfortable with, then they're going to be more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So even if you have a two or three year old, (laughs) um, using words like dollars and credit card and payment and money, like using those words around them. And when you start to teach your kids about math, don't say, I'm giving you two apples. I'm taking one away. How many do you have? Say, I'm giving you $2. I'm taking one away. How many do you have? Might sound silly, but just getting those words out there. And it helps you be more comfortable talking about money. And then when they see money or when they hear about money, they're just like, oh yeah, mom and dad and I talk about that all the time. So it's not a scary thing and it's not an unusual thing to talk about it and you're just encouraging them to feel more confident themselves yeah that's smart I love that I think that's really um talking about it is why do we have these hang-ups it's so weird in fact I remember saying to my daughter like you know when something your mom or you heard your parents say and all of a sudden it like spits out of your mouth like you don't even know what overtook your body but I remember saying to her like money doesn't grow on trees you know and I'm like actually Delaney money does grow on trees like my 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 real self came out and was like Michelle why would you have said but it was in a moment of her Uh you know wanting and begging and blah 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 Uh and me Uh saying that but it's so interesting why our society is so hung up on money and you made such a good point about the wellness Mm -hmm. money is what stresses most people out and here we are putting some uh, and I'm a health and wellness coach so I'm all about the health and the fitness but you're right like to be fully well your finances have to be under control. And that doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money. It just means your finances have to be under control. So you're not stressed about it. Yep. I mean, let me tell you just, I mean, I know you're, you're from Canada, I'm from America. So things might be different if you've got Canadians or other folks um, outside of America listening. But when I went to buy my first home, I made $35,000 a year and I bought a house by myself. It's not a lot of money. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, obviously it wasn't yesterday, so it was many years ago. So 35,000 was probably a little bit more, but it still was not a lot of money. But I bought a house house I could afford. I didn't have debt. Like I had a good credit score. You know, I mean, you don't need a lot of money. And and honestly, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I want to raise or I want a different house. I want to make more money. And I ask, well, why do you want more money? And they're like, I just do. Yeah. If you don't know why you want more money, then you can't go after that because you're not going to be satisfied. You need to have a very specific reason. Like I have people, okay, well, I want to have, you know, $5,000 in my savings account by the end of the year. And I'm like, okay, why? Why do you want that? And so I really challenge people to answer that why question, because if you don't know why you want to do something, then either you need to dig in more or it's not a right goal for you and you just need to pick something else. Um, So, and people, because we don't talk about money, we, we project what we want people to see. And so we look at our neighbor and we look at our sister and we look mm-hmm. at whoever and we think, well, they've got it all together and they can spend all of this and they have money to do all this. So I guess I'm going to do it too. And then you're stressing yourself out because you're spending money on things that you don't even want. You're just doing it because you see other people doing it, but you don't know what their yeah. finances are like because they're putting out there what they want people to see. Yeah, it's so true. I had this experience actually a couple months ago, someone in my life purchased something and it just, I was, and en- I'm not going to lie. I was just like envious for some reason, yeah. like this jealousy overcame uh-huh. and my husband came out and he's like, well, I wasn't actually aware that you wanted one of those. And I'm like, well, I don't actually, <laughs> that was so dumb. Yeah. I was just like uh-huh. getting so caught up in what they were doing. And all of a sudden yep. I like had myself convinced that I was like a low life <laughs> to have mm-hmm. that thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, okay. I wasn't aware that we wanted that. Can you fill yeah. me in? Uh It's so crazy how we can get caught up in feeling like, oh, we just need more and more and more, more things, more money, more this. When actually, Mm -hmm. if you sit down and ask yourself, wow, I'm actually kind of happy just like what we have right now. Like this is actually pretty good. It's so interesting how we can get, we can get tied up. Okay. I want to ask you this last question. Can you share your like best success story that you've had with one of your clients or one of your couples? I had, um, a couple I was working with and they, um, gosh, they had been married for 20 years, I think. And they told me that, you know, after maybe we have like four or five sessions, they told me this is the first time we've ever talked about money without there being sort of the arguments and the stress and it being heightened. Mm -hmm. And we are now talking about money as a couple without that stress and they both admitted they're like it's not still the most fun thing in the world right now but we're feeling so much more comfortable that we're doing it and we're feeling more confident so for the first time in 20 years um and that same couple the husband um had he was he was more on the I don't really want to spend money side um and the wife was the opposite but he ended up planning a trip with his friends like some guy friends of his and he he said for the very first time in his adult life, he bought a plane ticket and spent money on something that he felt good about. He felt no guilt about it whatsoever. He was like, I bought it and I'm happy that I bought it and it was worth it. And I knew I had the money because I've been working, you know, towards that. So I guess that's, I think that's, it's amazing. My success stories are very much emotional. (laughs) Like I can't really say, Oh, somebody paid off $80,000 in debt because that's, that's the least important piece of it. And that will come if you get your mindset in order, but it's really about feeling just better and Mm -hmm. getting rid of all that anxiety and feeling like you, you know, you've got a plan. I think if you asked anyone, if you could have 
anything fixed when it comes to how you think about money, it would be the anxiety, right? Yeah. Like if, if people are feeling stressed about their financial situation, that's actually the result they want. They yeah. just want to not have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. And what we think what we think is going to make that happen is we think, oh, we're going to see zero on the debt, but that's mm-hmm. actually not it because you're mm-hmm. still, if you don't work on the inner piece, if you don't work yes. on the mindset piece, you're, yes. it, it's kind of like weight loss. I tell people all the time. So, okay. So you want to lose 20 pounds. Why? Yeah. You think yeah. it's going to make you happier. So you're going to like, yep. it's not actually like right. nothing about this outer stuff that's driving you crazy Mm -hmm. is going to be fixed just by dropping weight unless you work on your mindset piece. So this is exactly the same. And and that's why you call yourself financial wellness. It is that's that's really what you're doing. And I think that's amazing. I think that's a you should be proud of that success story. I think that's really, really, really awesome and proud of that couple because oh yeah I was I almost cried when they told me that. So yeah absolutely Well, this is amazing. Thank you. I learned a lot and I know my, my listeners will too. Can you tell everybody how they can find you, how they can work with you and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do focus on working with couples, but if you're a single person out there, don't, you know, hesitate to reach out. Um, the best place to find me is my website, which is effortlessbudgeting.com. Um, and there you can find my social media channels and usually folks want to like check out my website and check out my social media stuff just to see like what I'm posting and to make sure like that I'm not a scary person that's going to tell them where to, or not to spend their money. Um, and that totally makes sense. So I really recommend folks going to my website, reading through, I'm I'm sort of in the midst of updating my website and adding a blog. So if you check it out today, maybe check it out again next month. Um, and really just go to my social media channels and start following me and seeing that. So, um, and I offer, I don't have um, like a yearly package. I do very much like I do one session, three sessions, or you can do a 10 session package if you're a couple. Um, so those are the co- the packages I have. So you can do as little as just one. I offer a free initial consultation. So anybody that wants to just come chat and make sure that it's a good fit for both of us, um, they can schedule that directly on my website as well. Amazing. I love it. And I checked out your Instagram. So you share lots of great value over there. So even uh, heading over to Rachel's page just to see what she's all about and get some tips. And then I mean, if you're struggling with things that we talked about today, especially as a couple, I think uh, you would be a perfect fit. It sounds like you really work on the things that actually matter, which I think that is so, so incredibly important. And if I had to guess, when you work with people on this, other things in their life start kind of falling into place too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. This was excellent. I know they're going to appreciate this and we just appreciate your time. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It was powerful. I hope you are walking away with some value and inspiration and things you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much and I'd really love it if you would subscribe to the show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from the show and how it's helping you. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram at It's Michelle File and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. 
I love when you guys send me messages. You tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.